And I ain't have to be in school by 10 I then began to encounter With my counter parts Of how to burn the block apart Break it down into sections Drugs by these selections Some use pipes, others use injections Syringe sold separately Frank the deputy, quick to grab my Smith and Wesson Like my dick was missing To protect my position, my corner, my layer While we out here, say the hustler's prayer If the game shakes me or breaks me I hope it makes me a better man
<sighs> God damn, guys. God damn is right. God damn is right, man. What the hell is going on, everybody? What is going on, everybody, man? We are back. Ah, we are back with yet again another edition of the Notorious Seals podcast, another edition of Notorious Unscripted, man. And how the hell is everybody doing, man? I see we got our boy Logan in the house. I'm assuming the Packers lost, which is why you seem pretty heartbroken. And we got the one and the only OG. OG yeah. is in the house, man. So what is going on, OG? Logan, how's everybody doing? How's everybody doing, man? And yeah, man, how's everybody's night going, man? How's everybody's night going, man? We're back, like I said, with episode 173 of unscripted man and with that we got a lot to talk about here today we got um <laughs> i'm not i can't believe i'm saying this it's fucking december 11th of 2023 years almost over and on mm -hmm. this episode of unscripted on episode 173 of unscripted mm -hmm. smackdown just because of one promo alone was more eventful than all of dynamite all of dynamite every what, single second what world i'll let you finish i'm telling you man what fucking world are we fucking living in man oh in every aspect god damn and yes logan and after the day i had today god damn is the least thing i could fucking say yes i'm sure you'll be hearing about that later <laughs> but... oh yes you will logan I know you want me to hear about work, so we'll hear more tonight. Shit crazy. But also, since we're giving since we're giving shout outs, we cannot forget the homie. Duran. Hey. What the fuck What's is going up, on, bro? my man? Hell yeah. But yeah, bro, what world are we living in? One promo on SmackDown was more eventful for me this week than all of AEW Dynamite. AEW Dynamite. And and here's the thing. <laughs> I know it seems like we come on here and shit on AEW Dynamite every week. And rightfully so sometimes. This week wasn't the worst. It was actually a decent show this week. Um, it, 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 it was. It was. I, I will say that. I mean, obviously, you got your, you know, predictable classic matches, which is kind of, eh. Um, but it wasn't as bad as, it wasn't. Horse shit like it's normally been. So no, um, exactly. Yeah, it, it, I mean there was there was good matches on the show. There was uh there was some good there was some good storytelling on the show. I mean it wasn't a horrible show. So this week we're probably not gonna be at least I probably won't be as ruthless because they didn't really give me a reason to this week. But otherwise, otherwise, man. But I tell you what, that promo and you all know what promo I'm talking about on SmackDown. Holy holy shit that was crazy that was crazy bro uh, speaking of what world are we living in bro i opened twitter today and i just see a fucking picture of mjf and john cena that's just crazy what's going on and then i see a picture of mjf and baron corbin i'm like man this is pretty cool it's just the interactions those two had. It's funny. Seriously, 
Seriously, bro. So it's cool to see. It's cool to see MJF getting uh getting his feet wet for his future uh, locker room mates one day. So, um, yeah, it's cool. It's cool to see. It's cool to see. But no, I definitely did not have. I didn't definitely didn't have that on my bingo card for this year. Seeing a picture of MJF and John Cena standing next to each other, and then seeing the video of them talking. It it was it was so cool. It was so cool, man. MJF, fucking young young legend, seriously, young legend, mm-hmm. and then fucking John Cena, bro, the greatest of all time. So so cool to see. So cool to see. And I just love John doesn't get credit for it a lot, man. But that man, that man loves professional wrestling, and to see him showing love to people uh, like from other companies, bro, like big stars from other companies, is so cool to see. It's so cool to see. Like I said, he doesn't get a lot of credit for being a yes. John doesn't often get credit for being a professional, a lover of professional wrestling, dude, but he really is, man. And it's just, it's so cool to see. He's just, he's such an awesome guy. He was so, uh, he was so awesome to me when I was a kid. Um, so courteous, always took, um, uh, always, always, um, at, at any given point, cause I hung around him for like a solid, like it was a while I was hanging around him just cause I couldn't stop hugging him, you know, little 11 year old me, dude. And he could have easily, um, you know, come on, move it on with the line. Cause he had a long line, bro. But that man, he literally kept crouching down to like, give me a hug back. And it was just, um, literally bro. Like he's, he, he's the fucking goat for a reason, man. He's a goat. He's my, he's my childhood hero for a reason, bro. Uh, that man, that man and CM Punk, dude, that man and CM Punk, dude, when I was a kid, those, man, those guys were, those guys were the end all be all for little Johnny boy, so, um, seen as the goat for a reason, and it was just so cool to see, so cool to see him, him take a picture with MJF, I know it's just a picture with MJF, but it was just, it's just so cool to see him showing love to other stars from other promotions, man, he's really the fucking goat, um, yeah and um you know he could have done the typical petty thing in professional wrestling and completely ignore mjf because tony khan had to go ahead and fucking throw shade at john cena in a tweet a couple months ago but nope that man fucking that that man don't that man ain't rocking with the company beef bro so it's it's awesome to see so exactly it's always awesome exactly exactly man so so um yeah man i guess let's go ahead and hop right into the intro man after me trying to give you guys a sales pitch on why john cena is the greatest of all time um but uh regardless regardless man um what is going on everybody we're back with yet again another edition of the notorious Seals podcast and another edition of notorious unscripted this is episode 173 of unscripted if this is your first time watching guys do not know how the show works every monday after monday night raw we are on here with unscripted and every friday at 4 p.m central we are on here with the news man if you guys did miss this past friday's edition of the news that is episode 191 no yeet question mark well actually seems like things have changed since that episode of news has came out and um it is uh no yeet question mark and brian danielson handing out fines the social media sheriff of all elite wrestling man so 
We talk about all that good stuff. We talked about all the good stuff. We had a bunch of other good stories on that episode, man. So if you guys did miss that, that is available for you guys on all platforms. That is Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And if you want to see it first, join us right here live every Friday at 4 p.m. Central with the news, man. Also, if you guys have not got a chance to get your hands on some of the official Notorious Heels podcast merchandise, you guys can now find this live on the merch shop. That is bonfair.com. Link is at the top of the description of this very video and in either mine or Sir K's social media pages, man. You got all eight of these beautiful designs and more available on there for you guys, man. You got the Chicago flag design, the uncrowned kings of the IWC, the Biggie inspired design, the base logo, the Riddler inspired IWC's best kept secret design, the Notorious World Order shirt comes in three versions. Chicago flag, like you see on your screen. The Notorious, um, or the uh, the classic black and white, rather, and the Wolfpack red. You got the Grand Slam design, the Scratch logo, and the only community that matters. Also, if you guys are looking for something festive to wear for the holidays, man, look no further than the Notorious Christmas design. This is our annual Christmas shirt, man. So, if you guys are looking for... Something to wear to all your family outings, all your friend outings with your friends for Christmas. You guys are going out with your friends for Christmas. You guys are going out with your family for Christmas. Whatever the hell you got going on. If you guys need something to wear to match the theme, look no further than the Notorious Christmas design. Also, again, all of these beautiful shirts plus more are available for you guys live on the merch shop again that is bonfire.com link is at the top of the description of this very video also if this is your first time watching you guys do not know who we are here at the notorious heels podcast i am johnny mayhem one half of the host of this very show and as for the other half we got my man sir k here how's it going man it's going good man always always when i get when i talk it's just this fucking mucus starts up, man, but I'm doing good. Just been, uh, just been chilling. Just been chilling, waiting to uh, set up this um, new setup that you know, I'm making. I got a second monitor setting that up on Wednesday, man, so I can't wait for that. That's going to go crazy. But, um, shit on the match has been pretty normal and pretty good for me, man. Um, just waiting for, for the holiday season to be over, man. I really am. You're waiting for it to be <laughs> um, over. Well, waiting for it to come and, you know, Got enjoy it. it on the 25th and 24th and whatnot. And then it gets to be over, And the man. 22nd. And 20, I'm very excited for the 22nd for multiple, multiple fucking reasons, man. And well, I'm excited for, for one reason, and that's to yeah. celebrate the, the man, the myth, the legend himself. Sir K, man, I'm pumped. Hell yeah, man. Thank you. I cannot wait. Um, for multiple reasons, I just can't wait for that. We get to mm. walk the Iron Claw, hang out with, yes. with um, good friends, man, and and talk. <laughs> and um, I can't wait for it, man. I can't wait. But um, shit's been good, man. Shit's been good. Uh, we got Slammies, not Slammies. First slammies. year we called Slammies. My bad. First year we did call it Slammies. We did. So my brain is still on that for some reason, to be honest. But the year end awards. Can't wait to that. We've been drafted up a little bit so far. And I can't wait, man. It's going to be a good, good-ass month and start of next month, man. So, I cannot wait. But like Durante always asks, man, how's life? How's the family? Life's good. The family's good. How is everybody doing in the live chat and in the replay? And what about you, bro? How are you doing? Man, I'm good, bro. I'm good. Yeah, chilling, chilling, bro. Just... Going through the motions, muddy emotions, bro. So, 
going through the motions, bro. Um, but other than that, dude, yeah, I'm good. Just waiting, waiting for next Friday, dude. I'm pretty, pretty stoked for next Friday. Pretty stoked for next Friday. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a movie. Next it is, it is. Sir K Day is next Friday, man. So I'm excited for it. Iron Claw comes out, so we'll be going to see that, and then. I'm pumped, bro. I'm pumped. We got a lot of cool stuff going on. A lot of cool stuff going on, bro. Um, and then, um, and then, yeah, man. So there's that. There's that. And then, right into right into Christmas, I guess, bro. So right into the right into the twenty fourth, and then the twenty fifth. So you know, obviously, that's that's always uh, that's always a fun time. And then, and then, goddamn, the year's over. The year's over, and. Just to give you guys a heads up, um, we usually like to do year-end awards sometime after Christmas. So pretty much anywhere from the 26th to the 1st, really. But this year, we're going to be aiming for the first week of January because that fucking mark had to go ahead. Yeah, that fucking money mark had to go ahead and fucking make a pay-per-view New Year's weekend. So thanks, Tony. Thanks. Um, so, <laughs> so any anything to anything to fuck with schedules, man. This man loves running pay per views on holiday weekends. Good job. He's just addicted to it. That's how you know that man never worked an actual job in his fucking oh, life. Oh yes, that man has no idea. That man has no, no idea. You um, tell him people have to work on a holiday, it'll probably fucking blow his brain up. Just fucking not understanding, dude. It's a and yeah, and 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 to Logan's point, bro. After after uh, New Year's, dude, we go into a very exciting time for what we do. Um, we got especially this year, we're taking on a workload, uh, with um pay-per-views you know we're we're doing elimination chamber this year bro so it's gonna be a great fucking year for uh show reviews and and uh, all that kind of good stuff bro so we go into rumble season that's always a good season and then we go into mania build and then we got fucking australia elimination chamber so i'm super stoked for that uh so you guys will be getting a review for that this year and then like you did last year and then um and then the big one wrestlemania dude always a big weekend for us always a big weekend for us you guys get us four days in a row you guys get us friday saturday sunday monday so that's always one of my favorite favorite stretches of the year um because there's always so much to talk about and it's always a blast hanging out with you guys but yeah it's 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 a fun time dude and i'm excited for it um but yeah we're we're go. We're doing it, bro. We're doing it, bro. Just uh, just trying to stay alive for uh, 2025, bro. So that's what we're doing. But yeah. before I forget, as Durante always asks, I'm good. Family's good. What are you, Durante, Logan, Bell, Duran, OG, um, and everybody here live in the chat or as a part of the replay mafia. JB, JT, Kate the Great. You guys know who you are, man. So thank you guys all for being here, man. And yeah, let's fucking talk about AEW Dynamite. <sighs> all right. So yet again, the show opens with a John Moxley match. <laughs> 
John Moxley match in the Continental Classic against Roosh. Um, they put on a pretty good match to, to open the show. They put on a pretty good match to open the show. Um, can't complain about it. Um, but the one thing I can complain about, uh, John Moxley picked up another victory. Um, now, you know, I'm, I'm cool with that. I, you know, I, I get, you don't want many people beating John Moxley, dude, but I, 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 I just, I just really wonder, are there, is there ever going to be a non-predictable outcome in this Continental Classic? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, no. I really don't. It's a predictable classic. It really is. It really is, man. Yes, yes. Like Logan's saying, I want upsets. And see, this is why I didn't understand why you put Mark Briscoe and Jay Lethal in here. Dude. And then, um, or yeah, I don't understand why you put guys like that in there because... Dude, if it's round, if it's a round robin tournament, now I do get you're worried about that side of your fan base that complains about people taking losses. We talked about this all the time. If you put big names in there, it's a bunch of big names fighting a bunch of big names. So if John Moxley fucking loses, then John Moxley loses, but it might be to Kenny Omega. You know what I mean? And it's not gonna fucking. And if Kenny loses, it's just not gonna hurt anybody. But here we are, seriously, and like, with a round-robin tournament, you can just play up to fatigue. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm not, like, I'm not fucking asking for people to just go full-on fiend through this whole tournament, bro. Like, I want it to look like a struggle for people. I want this tournament to look hard. I want this tournament to look taxing, like the G1. This shit looks like a cakewalk for some of these guys. <laughs> it really fucking does, bro. Like, at least you'd have so many opportunities to have great fucking matchups with two big names facing each other and one losing. And hell, if you're actually telling stories at the same time as some of these people in this tournament, maybe the story they have going on with someone else hinders their success in this tournament. Maybe they're too focused mentally and physically on this other thing they're doing, and they just couldn't do it in the tournament. You got every excuse to make it great, and it's just fucking just boring as shit and predictable. Yeah, and, like, you can also play to, I mean, if you do, I mean, like, dude, you, you have guys like Mark Briscoe and Jay Lethal in this tournament, right? So, like, for example, if John Moxley faces Jay White, right? If John Moxley faces Jay White the same week Roosh faces um Jay uh Jay Lethal, right? John Moxley has the harder of opponents, right? So John Moxley wins, uh Roosh wins, right? So they face each other next week. Now it's John Moxley versus Roosh. You can also play to the fact that and I'm just using this as an example. You can also play to the fact John Moxley had a much fucking harder opponent than Roosh did last week, and that's why John Moxley may have lost the upset because he had a harder opponent, and Roosh had an easier challenge the week before. Doc, it's easy as shit to book this. It really is, bro. It really is, and it's like, 
out of each league, out of each block, dude, it really just looks like there's like two to three names that are like clear cut favorites. And then there's like two fucking jobbers in the tournament. Like I haven't been paying much attention to the gold league, but, or the, or the blue league, but from the looks of the blue league, it looks like, um, Daniel Garcia and Eddie Kingston are in that role of just being the jobbers of the league. Like why? (sighs) I don't know, dude, this, this does not look very hard for certain people whatsoever. This looks like a fucking cakewalk for them. Um, it really does. But John Moxley beats Roosh with a paradigm shift into a sleeper hold, and he puts Roosh to sleep. Um, yeah, very nice. John Moxley is now 3-0. and Fucking shocker. Nice. Um, <clears throat> Roderick Strong comes out to the ring. Oh, to the ramp uh, for an interview with uh, Renee. He starts screaming her name. Um, he starts screaming her name, and uh, he then tells he then tells uh, he then tells her that he um, is upset about what happened with you know Adam Cole telling him that he's not his friend anymore, and he said he's tired of this wheelchair holding him back. So he stands up. The announcers are putting it over as if this is some fucking miracle. And he starts fucking running around. He starts run- <laughs> He's he starts he starts running around with his hands in the air. I don't know, bro. Roddy's hilarious, bro. Roddy's fucking hilarious. But um I don't know about the two guys behind him, but I do know Roger Strong is pretty funny, man. Um so he stands and it's a miracle, bro. So congrats to Roddy on being able to walk again. Yeah, congrats, man. Hopefully they could um they can make this storyline a little more interesting again while they're at it, while they're making making miracles happen, man. So <laughs> hey, we want to talk yeah. about miracles. Can we talk about fucking two thousand and twenty one AEW? That was an actual genuine miracle, man. This is this is a living hell. But pretty funny segment, man, and there you go with Roddy's miracle. He's walking again, man. Look at that. <clears throat> So, after this, Renee Paquette is in the back, and she is uh, waiting outside of MJF's locker room uh, to get a word with him, and Hangman walks past, and she starts to interview him. Hangman tells tells Renee um, that him and Swerve are nowhere near done, and he still has uh, scores that he wants to settle with, uh, with Swerve. And um, he told him that this was not over yet. Uh, and Hangman, or um, MJF rather, comes to the door and he starts talking to Paige about, um, he starts talking to Paige about um, how uh, he lost and stuff. And then these guys started just trading shots back and forth at each other about how Hangman won the world title before him and then MJF was... uh, telling Hangman that he beat him for the Dynamite Diamond, Um, and then Hangman fired back with he eliminated uh, MJF at the first AEW show from the the 
Casino Battle Royale, and these guys just started going back and forth. Um, Hangman went to walk away, but MJF kept going on about it to Renee, and then Hangman walked back. He walked back, and then um, these guys started going at it again. Um, he started going at it again, and this would then escalate to them getting in each other's face, and Samoa Joe would get in the middle of them, uh, telling them, easy, 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 easy. They're telling him, uh, you know, leave him alone. Um, then he told Max, you know, stop picking fights. You know you're hurt and you have a world title to defend. So, um, yeah, dude. And I will say, bro, also, and I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. Samoa Joe is fucking over. Mm-hmm. He, the crowds love this man and for good reason. I'm telling you, man, that man is truly phenomenal, man, but loved, loved this moment, man. Love Hangman, yeah. love MJF, and that interaction is just everything I want to see in AEW. Need more shit like that, man. Yes. Love the energy that, <clears throat> that Hangman always brings, man. I love how just angry he's been, and I actually really like it, man. And um, MJF is phenomenal in that. And I love what they're doing with Joe with it too, man. I just I think it's all coming together really nice with this. And I hope that it comes into something. Definitely. Definitely, bro. I yeah. Yeah, uh, yes. They I need to see more stuff like this, man. I need to see more guys, you know, more guys of this star caliber um interacting with each other in AEW. This is what AEW was built off of, bro. Um, these guys mm-hmm. that, you know, were Made in AEW. These are AEW homegrown stars, and they, um, <clears throat> seeing them interact with each other, bro, is just is just awesome, dude. It's 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 awesome, dude. Two uh, day ones of the company, pretty sick, bro. Pretty sick. But um, but yeah, man. So, so, uh, that was that. And then the next match is another match in the Continental Classic. This is actually the best match of the night for the uh, Continental Classic. Uh, this was Swerve Strickland and Mark Briscoe. Uh, these guys did have a pretty good match, man. They they uh, they um, brought the, they brought the crowd alive. Um, I don't know how I was trying to word that, but the the crowd came alive for this match, man. And it was a uh, it was very nice to see Swerve ended up beating him with the Swerve Stomp, I believe. Um, and uh, and, and yeah, bro, these guys these guys put on a pretty pretty solid match, man. And um, yes, Swerve won to also put himself at three and zero in the tournament. So next week, I believe he clashes with John Moxley. Both guys that are three and zero, they both have nine points um, in the uh, tournament. So I guess we'll have to see who wins next week. And I'm gonna hope it's Swerve Strickland, but um. But yeah, man. So yeah, Swerve Swerve um, adds another three points to the bracket for his uh, Continental Classic score. Yeah, man. Um, great match, man. The Cloud Swerve's winning, man. And I just hope that he wins this fucking tournament, man. I hope. It, it, please don't end predictably. Don't be the end of the predictable classic. At least let Swerve win in the end, man. Because I, I think that's the best course of action, man. Hey, might as well finish all the predict predictability while while we're here. Might as well at this fucking point. <laughs> so, so 
uh, after this, MJF and um, or Samoa Joe comes out for his tag team match with MJF and the the unknown. So Samoa Joe makes his entrance, and the uh, Fiend strobe lights start going off again as the unknown circle the ring. Samoa Joe's ready to fight all of them, and then the lights go out. We see the devil on the screen, and then the backstage cameras catch up to MJF uh, backstage laid out with a bottle busted over his head. Um, Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, So, (laughs) oh, God. So, dude. So, I really like this. I really like how they did not make a tag team match to make a tag team match. The only reason they made the tag team match was so they can get Samoa Joe away from MJF so they can attack him. So which which I like. Yeah, I, I really like it. Um minor details. Did you see how perfectly laid out the world championship was on the ground? Oh yeah. Like, bro, make it look like he had it around his shoulder. Like, fucking lay it, uh, lay it, you know, face down. Yeah. Why did, like, it literally looked like they just set up a crime scene on purpose. <laughs> like. Like, dog, you can make this look way fucking better than it does. It's the little things like that. I'm looking at it. I'm just sitting there like, and I know that's being incredibly nitpicky, but. Uh, that's how I feel, so. So. I'm just sitting there like, why is the belt perfectly laid in a perfect position on the ground? Like, what? Darn, you didn't look any better. Um, yeah. Oh, that was that was the other thing, dude. That was the other thing. Uh, MJF accused Hangman Page of being the devil, which I, f- I feel like is a subliminal. I Be- think it's a subliminal. <laughs> uh, well, well, I didn't get that. But what I did get was uh, MJF accusing an Adam mm, of being okay. the devil. That's like that's kind of what I that was kind of the tiny little subliminal I kind of caught from that. If if um, I could, I could definitely see them doing something something along those lines where, uh, you know, they tell Max, you know, you did guess it right. It was an Adam, but it wasn't the Adam you thought it was. It was fucking, it was Adam Cole. So, 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 um, yeah, Swerve, um, or not Swerve, um, so Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe sees this, um, and he runs to the back, um, to go check on, to go, uh, to go check on MJF. But dude, I've seen a lot of people bringing up the real glass argument. I swear to fucking Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Might as well just put this company on the fucking frying pan at this point, man. Dude, just, if they fucking bring Jack Perry back, you know what? Tony Khan might actually look at Jack Perry as the devil. He might, especially with what's been going on on Raw and SmackDown lately, because I would think that Jack Perry's the devil too if yeah. CM Punk went mm. to WWE. And is absolutely lighting the world on fire right now. Getting them two mil on the ratings and shit. They can't even crack one right now. 
I swear to God, bro, it better not be Jack Perry, but I do think it's Adam Cole. I feel like they could keep throwing in these real glass references to stray people away from it. Almost almost what uh, pretty much down to a T with what they did with Matt Hardy in the Dark Order. You know, they had Matt Hardy teasing he was the leader of the Dark Order, all for it to be Brody Lee. So I could, I could, because mm-hmm. oh, literally, um, Brody was talking about it on, on Talk is Jericho many, many years ago, but Brody's job in that whole situation was to stay quiet, to shut up and stay quiet. It was Matt's job to make people think he was the leader of the Dark Order, and all Brody had to do was not say a fucking word, similar to Adam Cole. Adam Cole used to be popping up on videos every week. Where has he been? Nowhere to be seen. Exactly. It's interesting, man. I, I I hope they hope they go do good with this, man. I really hope it's Adam Cole. It needs to be Adam Cole. If it's not Adam Cole, then this was an absolute bust. This was an absolute bust. I I do not care to I I, I do not fucking care to see anything, um, regarding Jack Perry being the devil, at all. God, this one's horrendous. Shouldn't he even fucking switched him from Jungle Boy, to be honest. But, you know, AEW having to blow their load on what could have been a good character arc for him. Yeah, you know, it all goes to Tony Khan, man. He ain't ain't the man of keeping his load ready. Kind of just fucking lets it go as fast as he can. He's not. We all suffer. Yeah. How many more dream matches do you fucking got in the tank before none of them fucking mean a damn thing anymore? Exactly. They already don't. It's a dream match if you had a story. Not always, but it could be. And you should add some stories to your dream matches. Like, look at... Like, dude, when CM Punk came into AEW, bro, people said, man, wouldn't it be so awesome to see Punk and MJF? Tony Khan could have just gave us that shit on a random episode of Dynamite because fans wanted to see it. But no... He added a story to it, and it made the dream match all that much more special. To my point. Um, exactly. Punk and Rollins in, in, mm-hmm. in, this, uh, in this day and age. Sure, the match has happened before, but because there's a story, a rich story, it becomes a dream match again. That's what people want to see. Punk versus Rollins because of the story behind it. And look how Triple H is building it up. Like it's heat, fucking man. heat, bruh. Heat. So yeah, Samoa Joe runs to the back, and that was pretty much that was pretty much that, bro. That was pretty much that. And um after this, we got Sky Blue uh versus Tony Storm for the AEW women's championship. Um from what I remember, the match was okay. Um, Tony Storm won, and then, yeah, that was, that was it. That was all I remember. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's nothing, nothing too crazy here. Yeah, so AEW women's match. It's about as interesting as Tony Khan makes it, and he doesn't make it that interesting at all. So, it's a great question, Logan. I have no idea how. I have no idea how Sky Blue got that title shot. Oh my god. Oh my god, that's horrible. That's horrible. I completely forgot about that. Yes, you're correct. At the end of this match, the theme music of Riho 
Yes. The theme music of Riho went off as she uh. drop kicked Tony Storm out of the ring and Tony Storm did not move a muscle. Um Why? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> I mean I, I, I mean bro Huh? Why? Yeah, what? Why? That is the realest question. Why? Like, dude, I don't, I don't, I don't care about Rio. I don't, I don't know what these marks are obsessed with with Rio. She's, it's not, she's not all that special. She's really not. No, um, people are happy Rio's back. I think fucking Timeless Tony Storm is amazing, and I do not give a flying fuck, a single flying fuck, to see Timeless Tony Storm versus Riho in AEW. I don't care. I don't care at all, actually. Um, Jay White defeats Jay Lethal, two of Logan's favorites. Actually, this is, in this match, is Logan's favorite, about a year ago, this was Logan's favorite New Japan talent in this match. And Jay White. So. Look at that. So, so and, and Jay White was in this one as well. So, um, yeah. Um, so this was that. Jay White won. Who would have guessed? Jay Lethal and Mark Briscoe are now mathematically eliminated from the tournament. So, that's the funny part about this tournament. They're mathematically eliminated, but they keep wrestling. So, like... They're just pin eaters at that point? It's the technical point of of keeping them in. Essentially. Essentially. Um... It makes no goddamn man. This company, like, dude, I can't. It's so predictable because at that point, this person's eliminated. Now you have to put, you know, big names versus big names. Tony Khan still is finding a way to not do that, and it makes even less sense. Yeah, I. Wait, so. Oh, so they technically still have a chance? Is that what you're telling me? Or so like, just they can get this person eliminated too. So. Oh. Okay, so for example, like if Swerve is, you know, four and zero or whatever. If. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. They're okay. Okay. Got it. They're out. All right. Cool. All right. So I get it. Okay, so it's just to fuck other people over in the tournament. Okay, that ain't too bad then. Okay. I, all right. That sounds a little better. That, if okay. there was an actual big name, that can make them even look better in defeat by screwing over somebody else. But no, it's just going to be a random nobody's fucking screwing people over. <sighs> yeah. Fucking Um. Dude. Yeah, so... 
It could help him make it into next year's tournament. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> by next year at this point, the way they're fucking going. The fuck, man. The fuck is going on? Nice. Nice job. Um. So, in the main event, in Montreal, we got Rated R Adam versus Christian Cage for the TNT Championship. I love it. I love it. You're giving me a main event match on AEW Dynamite in both of these guys' hometown. You're giving me a match that you've built up that I care about. I care about this story. I like this story a lot. It's very good. It's very good. I like it a lot. And these guys put on one hell of a match. These guys put on one hell of a match, man. Um, The ending killed a lot of the crowd. I will say that. It took a lot of the crowd out of it. It did. I just don't really know how many people care to see Nick Wayne's mom so heavily involved in this. I mean, is it funny that Christian Cage fucking got his whole family? Sure, it's funny. Yeah. But I just don't really know how many people really care to see Shayna Wayne as involved as she is in this story. Oh, no, it's kind of completely pointless and kind of overdoing it. I mean, yeah, like you said, it's funny, you know, Christian Cage has a fucking work wife now. He bagged the MILF. He did bag the MILF. I respect that, man, but, like, you didn't need to do this, man. You could have just had her, because now it makes her and Nick Wayne look like fucking blithering idiots. There has to be a reason that they're doing this. To like get to him or something because no way you're just choosing the guy that fucking just flamed your dead husband on the mic multiple times. Like, no way, there has to be a storyline reason why they're doing this. And if there isn't, then this is going to be really bad in the future. But so far, is it needed? God, no. Was it funny? Yes. So I will survive on this for now. I'm definitely going to let it see. Uh, how it plays out. I'm definitely going to wait to hear her explanation before we really go in on this. But I don't know, man. Personally, for me, dude, I just really think his mom's been a little too involved in his run, dude. It's almost like it's yeah. almost like in, in, in elementary school, dude. I used to ride the fucking bus with this one kid. And um, he was uh, one of the bad kids on the bus. The, the fucking... Um, the bus driver hated him. He didn't really bother anybody specifically, but he was just really loud and always jumping out of his fucking seat and just being a jackass. And fucking his mom had to ride the bus to school with him for like a no. month. And it was just such a buzzkill. Like, bro, what? Like, go home. Yeah. Seriously, it's just like, you know. It's almost like you're bringing your mom to fucking school with you, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, what the hell? But yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean... That's kind of... 
Yeah, I, I personally, I wouldn't either. I would just, personally, mm. I mean, I'm sorry to my OG, but but personally, bro, I just, I mean, mm. what is this fucking bring your mom to work day? I mean, what was bring your mom to work year? I mean, what? Like, I don't the know. It was fun. It was cool. It could have ended at that. Should have ended at that. Exactly. Or you know, have fucking have fucking Nick Wayne give her a concerto and and. and you know, write her off television. Yeah. Cause this has got people saying rumors of Beth and it's just, no. I don't know this, this could snowball into just overbooking the fuck out of this. In my opinion, it, now it could go one direction, um, but it could go that direction too. It could go that direction. And no, it was not Tyler's mom. Tyler's mom was the goat. It was a different kid when I was in like first or second grade. I think he was he was a couple years younger than me. Um, I think his name was Dylan, I want to say. I don't know what happened to that kid. He just went to our school for like a year. I want to say his name was like Dylan or something. But no, it wasn't Tyler. And Tyler's mom was the goat. So shout out to... Shout out to Tyler's mm-hmm. mom. Um, so, yes, this, I don't know. This could go. This could go in, in a direction that's just very bad, in my honest opinion. And it could just it could snowball into something that's just overbooked and too much. Like, dude, you need to focus on Adam and Christian. Dude, these guys grew up together. These guys have been fucking best friends for what 40, 50 fucking years, man. I mean, focus on that, dude. I think that's where your bread and butter is. Yeah, for sure. Exactly, man. You got the story. You don't need to fucking add a whole bunch of sides to it that you don't need. I I already got the steak. Exactly. Exactly, bro. So that was AEW Dynamite. That was AEW Dynamite, man. Um, Uh... Was a, it was a dynamite, all right? Yeah, that was that was that. It happened. That was that. All right, bro. WWE. <laughs> WWE, man. Let's talk about some world wrestling entertainment. All right, bro. Friday night smack. Friday night SmackDown. This was an interesting one. We got all types of CM Punk um, teases, literally setting feuds up for this man. Oh, yeah. For at least two years. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about his promo on SmackDown first. So, (laughs) Punk... (laughs) <laughs> he comes out at the top of the at the top of the eight o'clock hour uh, central time. He comes out at the top of the eight o'clock hour and he says um, he tells the crowd, if you want to chant, keep chanting. I'm not getting my time cut today. We're at the top of the hour. He then asks the crowd where they want him to sign. He then says he's here tonight to listen to Nick Aldis. He's here tonight, or uh, he's here tonight to listen to Nick Aldis. He's got a phone call with the heartbreak kid over the weekend. He 
is going to Monday Night Raw on Monday to hear what Adam Pierce has to say. And uh, he will put pen to paper that day. And then he asked the fans where they want to see him end up. He asked the crowd if they want to see him go to SmackDown, if they want to see him shape the next crop of talent in NXT, he, uh, if he wants to go to Monday Night Raw. And then he asked the fans, do you want to see him throw 29 other superstars over the top rope and main event WrestleMania? Mm-hmm. I mean, I do. He then, he then says... One of his buddies that welcome him back with open arms famously comes out here and he says, what do you want to talk about? What do you guys want to talk about? Talk about. <laughs> he talks about how a lot of people do not like the nice CM Punk. They want to see the spicy CM Punk. And then he asks, he says he's going to switch it up tonight and he asks the crowd, not who or not what, but who do you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. He, he's, he says, um, uh, he says, do you guys want to hear me talk about Cody Rhodes? Because I have some stories. Or do you guys want me to talk about the guy who's not here? Or from the sounds of it, the guy who is never here. Roman mm-hmm. Reigns. He says, tribal chief, I acknowledge you. And I congratulate you on all your success. But don't forget who the OG Paul Heyman guy is. He says, he says, don't forget that he was his wise man first. He then says that he knows Roman isn't here, but his cousins are. He talks about Solo, the big tough son of a gun. He talks about Jimmy. Uh, he then shouts out uh, main event Jey Uso on Monday Night Raw, the homie. Main event, Jey Uso. Uh, he then says, so what do I want to do? Do I want to sit here? Or he says, do I want to go hang out with Jay on Monday? Or do I want to scrap with Jimmy on Fridays? But if I scrap with Jimmy, he's got a long line of cousins. Endless Samoans. He does have endless Samoan cousins. I mean, <laughs> there is literally, like, literally, there is fucking so many of them. But, um... Yeah. I don't know, man. Fucking CM Punk likes to scrap out numbered, man. This wouldn't be the first time, but I don't know if you go for that long. That is true. That is true. He says, but if I go up against all of those guys, I'm going to need some partners. He says, um, do I trust a guy who hears voices in his head? A guy that I have history with? Randy Orton. Um, he says, I don't know, but it, 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 uh, either way, it would be entertaining. He then says, he then says, or there's a guy that I feel like I could trust. And that's a guy named, he does the LA Knight hand symbol or the LA Knight, you know, finger, finger wag. Um, yeah. um, and then he, uh, and then he, and then he looks out in the crowd and he says, somebody just said it, Kevin Owens. He says, can I trust Kevin Owens or do I fight Kevin Owens? He says, Kevin o- Kevin is a little prickly. And I mean, and what I mean by that is me and Kevin are probably a little too alike. And plus, who would feel comfortable working with somebody who randomly punches people in the face backstage? But it's 2023 and you can't do that. That's just insane. 
bro. This. This is the guy I knew we would be getting. And this is the guy. This is the reason I fucking told people pump the fucking brakes on his first promo back. I know. And would this have been a better first promo back? Absolutely. You bet it would. Yeah. But it didn't happen. And he used to say it in AEW all the time. And I hope it's true in WWE because it wasn't really true in AEW. But he's got time. Exactly. So, um, after that Kevin Owens shit, though, I just was like, whoa. (laughs) Um, Then he says... He said, uh, he says, everybody, so, uh, everybody has been so nice and welcomed me back. Even JBL, um, he says, uh, everybody's been, uh, so open arms and welcomed me back except for that one guy, except for that one guy. He then, um, he then says that there's always, there's always the one sour, sour grape or sour apple in the batch or something like that. And then he said, but I'm not going to put too much stock into what he says, not because he has a whining voice, but because he's not even the man in his own household. This shit makes <sighs> it dog. Man, so, so then he says, the one thing that all these men have in common is that I am the monkey wrench in all of their future plans and goals. He says, everybody talks about finishing their stories, but I'm back to finish what I started. And Monday, I put pen to paper to finish my story and that only means one thing he pauses walks right up to the fucking camera in the ring and he says main eventing wrestlemania i fucking love it oh dude it was so fire from top to bottom every reference to AEW, every reference to the current locker room he's in and the people that probably don't like him fucking loved every second of it man i really did I loved it, bro. And if anything, if there's anything based off of what had happened today mm-hmm. um, on on Raw, for the most part, dude, they're they're letting him be himself. They're exactly. Letting him be himself. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. he's got to abide to certain WWE rules. He can't really curse a lot like he did in his AEW promos, but that's okay. I'm sure he it's... will curse, but they're not gonna completely overdo it like an <laughs> AEW can sometimes. Oh man, you know them. They love, you know those heels. They just gotta flip off the crowd. Man, I'm so glad they stopped them from doing that. Oh, thank God. Seriously. Every heel would just oh. the whole entrance. Whole entrance. I hated it, but um, love what they're doing with CM Punk. He truly does still feel like CM Punk, man. And I can't wait for it to continue. Seriously, bro. Seriously, he had a bunch of cool interactions on this show. Um, he had interactions with Nick Aldis in the back. He had interactions with Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes came up to him in the back and he said, you know, if you want to main event WrestleMania, you're probably going to have to win the Royal Rumble. CM Punk said something along the lines of, yeah, it sucks, doesn't it? It's like, whoo. Okay. He then went up to Randy Orton and LA Knight and he told him, good luck, boys, as they were just looking at him like, what the fuck? Um, and uh, my favorite one, though, was CM Punk goes to knock on the Bloodline's door and, and stop himself from storming the locker room. 
Good, he did, good job. He did stop himself from storming the locker room, and um, I don't know either that or he was about to go fucking make himself the honorary use or something like that. But he then keeps walking, and he walks in to Kevin Owens. Kevin gets right in his face, and Punk says, "See Nick Aldis's office." And Kevin just goes, no. And fucking Punk goes, yeah, thanks for your help. And Owens kind of raised his fist a little bit, like he wanted to sucker punch him right there. And uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, Kevin maintained professionalism, and he kept walking. Look at that, man. People that, doesn't like, that do not like CM Punk maintaining professionalism and working with him. Man, if only. Exactly. So that was all the CM Punk interactions on Friday Night SmackDown, and it was, for that reason alone, a SmackDown that was heavily, heavily talked about. It really was. Shit was heat. So, to open Monday Night Raw tonight, we got main event Jey Uso coming mm-hmm. out. Yeet indeed, because actually, let me do a quick WWE shop search really quick. Let me see if let me see if we're back in business. Let's see. Please let me get the blue one again. Yes, Yeet <sighs> is back. The Yeet shirt is back. They got hoodies and made it in tank top now. They do. Oh my god, they do. Yeah, actually. It goes nuts. Oh, they only got the white hoodie though. Yeah. Well. Huh. Well, they got the blue shirt again, so I'm happy. Dude, when he gets back with Jimmy, they need to make red, black and oh. red Yeet shirts. They got to, man. That shit's going to go so crazy. Yes, I'm very happy. Yeah, it's back, ladies and gentlemen. It is back on the shop, as you can see. I don't want to unfocus my camera, but as you can see. Yes. Yes, we uh we were able to secure ours. We were able to secure ours, our blue ones for, so we got ours literally like, I want to say three, three days before they took them down. I, so I secured, I secured a blue one. So you guys should be peeping that pretty soon. Um, but, uh, but, um, uh, but yeah, man. So yeah, so I was able, I was able to secure one, so I'm very, very, very thankful for that, but, I mean, it's back anyway, so I'm, I'm happy we're back in business, bro, so, Jey Uso comes out, um, and he, he cuts a promo, he cuts a promo, um, he, he starts cutting a promo on how, um, CM Punk is in the building, and he says, um, uh, well, to start, he said, um, he said, I'm excited about a lot tonight. He said, I'm, uh, I got Yeet back. <laughs> so I'm excited mm-hmm. about that. Um, crowd chant, crowd, you know, yelled Yeet. And then he then said, uh, and, and I also, uh, I also, you know, get to have this match with Drew McIntyre. So I'm excited about that too. Another thing I'm excited about is CM Punk is in the building. He says, if you guys want to hear, uh, if you guys want to see CM Punk sign a Monday Night Raw tonight, let me hear you say Yeet. Crowd says yeet. Um, uh, then, as he starts to talk about Drew McIntyre, Drew comes out there, starts apologizing to Sami Zayn, um, and then he tells Jay that is how you give a apology, which you are not capable of giving one to Drew McIntyre. Um, also, 
Um, Jay also, before Drew came out, said if if uh, Monday Night Raw gained CM Punk, then they gained a real one. He says, but with that, we lost a real one last week because my dog, Sami Zayn, got taken out by Drew McIntyre. And then as he started to talk about Drew, that's when Drew came out, told him that he's not capable of giving a, a proper apology. And um, he's not capable of giving a proper apology. And uh, these guys would have, go back and forth um, on the mic for a little bit. And then they would... Um, uh, then they would start fighting, um, end up having their match. It was a pretty good match, man. It was a pretty good match. They gave them, they gave them like a solid 15, 20 in the beginning of the show. Um, Drew McIntyre took the turnbuckle off the turnbuckle pad. Um, as, and as the ref was fixing it, he, uh, started digging his fingernails in Jay's eye. And then when Jay was, you know, uh, you know, holding his eye, Drew McIntyre backed up into the corner, gave him a claymore, and that was it. That was it, man. Drew McIntyre picked up the win against Jey Uso, man. He picked up the win against Jey Uso. So, yeah, that was that was that, and it was it was a pretty it was a pretty good opening match to Monday Night Raw. Exactly, man. Good evolution to the story. That um, they're building here, man. I love the progression of Drew's character. And I think it's all going really good, man. And it's really good to see, man. And at this point, it's really refreshing to see good story and character work be progressed. 100%. 100%, man. Uh, Rhea Ripley beats Maxine Dupree. Okay. Um, She's beating on competition again. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, I, yeah. I also, I, I just, I, I'm very curious as to what. Doing I mean, here. I guess it wasn't for the championship. I guess it was just an exhibition match. But obviously, everybody knew, everybody knew Rhea was winning this one, man. Um, no, uh, definitely, uh, yeah. Talk, talk about predictability. There it is. Um, predictable classic right here. So, uh, the next match was big Bronson Reed versus Ivar. Uh, these two put on a pretty decent match, man. These two put on a pretty decent match. Um, it's always, uh, it's always great in ring quality, man. And I like that they've been letting Ivar, uh, showcase how good he is because he's very fucking good. And, um, the tag team division is gonna need them. When um when when uh Ro come or Eric comes back um exactly but I will say this I remember dude a couple months ago man um Ivar tweeted out something about uh when Eric comes back I can't wait for I can't wait for um what did he say? He said something like when I can't, I can't wait for the, I can't wait for the fans to get to, um, uh, to get to know our new tag team name when you come back or he said something like that. So it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be real fucking interesting. I wonder if they're going to keep that Halley with them, man. I hope not, but I'm excited to see what this new identity will be. Hopefully they're not the emo Raiders anymore. I just really hope they go back to like the fucking biker Vikings that they were. Um, I really hope so. Man. Oh, I dude, should, 
they look like just a bunch of AEW fans coming out there all emo and shit. They do. They do. You go to an AEW Dynamite, bro, those are the kind of motherfuckers you see in the crowd. Just a just bunch of job. fucking emo motherfuckers, man. Big emo motherfuckers filled in these arenas. So, yeah, I kept seeing all these, I kept seeing people defend, defend Maxine. And again, dude, like, like Logan says, bro, like if she's not ready, man, she's not ready. Don't be putting her in matches with Rhea Ripley, bro. Yeah. Give her, give her rep. Exactly. Give her reps, bro. I mean, don't, don't be throwing her out there. Exactly. Don't be out there throwing her, throwing her to the wolves like that, bro. So yeah, I, we we always say you know throw throw them out there with good talent and let them learn. That's throwing them too deep in the talent. You gotta stir yeah. them off in at least the middle and work your way up. Exactly. You know, I got when people are. Um, I would say that mainly applies to people that are green. You know, they're good, yeah. but they're green. You know what I mean? Throw them out there, put them against some talent and. They'll get better, you know what I mean, bro. But you can't be putting people that barely know how to wrestle out there, you know. Like, it's there's a there's there's levels to it. Exactly, man. The sender, you know, definitely don't gotta send her in NXT. Don't 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 send her down there to that purgatory. But send her over to the PC every at least once or twice a week, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly, dude. You, you, you can't be, you can't be putting people that are completely untrained out there, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, like I said, if you're green or whatever, you're mm-hmm. good, but you're green. Sure, throw them out there with some top tier talent. Let them learn, bro. Uh, that's that's one. That's one of the best ways to learn. You know what I mean? Um, you know, failing. You know what I mean? Feeling like you're failing, bro. That's one of the best ways to learn, bro. But like. I mean, yeah, there there's levels, bro, and I mean, God, I mean, dude, when somebody when when somebody's out there completely fucking botching, um, everything, just looking completely untrained, man. I mean, you, what are we doing, man? They say you know what you got to do. Just just send them send them down for a little bit. Just it'll, it, it's it's no harm. Definitely, bro. Definitely, man. So. Um, so yeah, um, so the Creed, uh, or not the Creed brothers, the Judgment Day, the Judgment Day come out there to, uh, cut a promo, R-Truth comes out there, um, and he tells them he was trying to decorate the clubhouse with some Christmas lights, but they got a lock on the door now, they got a lock on the front and the back door, and he wanted to know what that was about. JD tells him to shut up and he's not in the judgment day. Priest then says, hey, JD, calm down, man. Calm down. Let him in. I kind of want to hear what he has to say. So Truth gets in the ring. He says, you know, man, Damien, you got you to gotta stop acting like a boss, man. You got to stop acting like a boss. It makes mommy mad. He says, well, you can keep being a boss. But, you know, you got to step back and like a boss. It's making mommy mad. Um, he then says, another thing I think we need to do, I think we need to kick JD out of the group. JD starts mm. getting pissed. Fucking Finn Balor's fucking laughing at him. Um, Finn Balor's literally sitting there laughing. Um, 
Damien, Damien then starts laughing and he said, see, man, this is why everybody loves our truth. Finn then says, I love our truth. Um, and Damien, uh, then Damien uh, looks at the crowd and he says, who here loves our truth? No. Um, crowd starts, uh, you know, going crazy. Our truth says, what's up? And he, you know, lets the crowd say what's up back. And then fucking Damien Priest goes, everyone except for me. And he clotheslines them, and they start beating the shit out of him. How are you? How, like, huh? Like, I could, I could see it. Like the past couple weeks, you know, our truth has kind of been the guy. Like, yo, don't be mean to our truth. Like, he's been nice. He's been a nice guy to him. All for this to lead to this man saying everybody loves our truth except for me and starts fucking beating the shit out of him. You mean to tell me this is your baby face? There's no way that you could turn this guy into the baby face. He is the prick of the judgment day. He's the biggest asshole in the group. How are you gonna make this man the fucking baby face? It's 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 confusing me. Is it what they're doing now is good, yes. But the context of what we know they want to plan just makes this feel so weird. It just, why? Like, I don't know, man. It just, it, it does, it just doesn't make fucking sense, dude. It, it, it really, it really makes no sense, man. I, I just, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand how you're trying to, to, to play it off to me that, that this guy is a, this guy is, is, is going to be a baby face, and he's sitting here being a fucking asshole to our truth Like, there's just, how, how, how is that going to be possible? He's literally the asshole of the Judgment Day. It's his whole thing. He's, he's the dickhead of the Judgment Day. That's, that's, that's the dynamic. How, how are you going to spin it? How? I don't get it, bro. They start jumping our truth and the Creed brothers come out there. Um, see this, this is a scenario in throwing them out there with main event caliber talent and letting them mm -hmm. learn. This is a good example of that. Um, the Creed brothers, they're good. You know what I mean? But they just, you know, obviously, I mean, as, as all new call-ups in this day and age do, they still need a little work and they're going to get that work by working with upper echelon of talent like... The Judgment Day. Day. So. Exactly, man. So, it's good to see, man. I love the Creed Brothers, and I love how they're progressing. Definitely, dude, definitely. And they look mad impressive out there. They look mad impressive out there. They look great. Um, I wouldn't even be upset if these guys took the titles from Judgment yeah. Day. So I wouldn't be mad at all. I really wouldn't. So... Katana Chance and Caden Carter defeat Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell in a tag team match. Um, the tag team champions were sitting ringside. I don't know if this was a number one contender match or what, but Caden and Katana won. And um, yeah, that was that. Was that. It was kind of interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, that was... That was pretty much that. Um, and the next segment on the show, CM Punk. CM Punk, man, we got another interesting 
we got another interesting another interesting CM Punk segment, dude, just a few short days after the last one. So what did he talk about this time, man? Well, this was the decision. This was the decision, man. So CM Punk comes out there. Adam Pierce is standing in the ring. He calls out CM Punk. CM Punk talks about being back in Cleveland. He talks about being back in this building. He talks about how a lot he has a lot of bad history with this city and this building. He talked about how he debuted in this building. He walked down to the ring with Mickey James. He did his match, and right afterwards, they told him, "All right, kiddo, we're sending you to we're sending you to OVW." And he talked about how he talked about his time in OVW, and he talked about how um, that was where he got comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, he talked about all that. He talked about how he wanted to right wrongs on his second go here in WWE, and he talked about how he was just talking. He was just talking to Indy backstage and she told him when he left WWE she felt betrayed he apologized to her and he apologized to anybody who felt betrayed when he left WWE because he felt the same way when Rowdy Roddy Piper went to WCW he felt betrayed as a fan and he wanted to apologize to anybody that he made feel that way um this man loves apologizing in this company. Dude, dude, so I was just funny you funny you say this. So I was just watching yesterday, um, and today, CM Punk's collision return promo, right? I've been watching a lot of CM Punk promos recently, but I was watching those ones in particular. Literally at the end of the promo from Collision where he came back. He says, one more question, Chicago, and I'll get out of your hair. Why would I change? And he comes to WWE, and what were the first, some of the first fucking words he said? I've changed. Dude, the generational fucking liar. (laughs) What? Dude, what are you talking about? You haven't changed at all. I'm sure you're waiting to suck a motherfucker in the face back there. You're, you're not going to do it this time. I hope not. But I know you want to. <laughs> and 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 see and and see that was that was one of the things that was one of the things from the collision promo that I actually really liked. I thought he should have apologized to the AEW fans personally. I, I he didn't have to apologize to the elites to the elite and whatever. But I mean, he, I mean they all. I mean he wanted to eventually. But anyways, you guys know the fucking story. He easily, um, I thought should have apologized to the AEW fans. But that's neither here or there. That is literally one of the fucking reasons we all love CM Punk. Because he doesn't fucking change for anybody. So to go out there, which is why that was the one thing from that promo that I was like, eh, I don't like that. You changed? Huh? Like, uh, maybe give some more context to it. Like, yeah, you know, I maybe I'm the same man I was a couple months ago. But at that time, I've changed a little from the last time I was here. But 
You're just talking about like he's fucking a whole new man, and he's been a whole new man, bro. You you, you were fucking tossing hands with Butcher this year and is plus on that Friday promo he said you know it's 2023 after he said you know punching people in the back dude he did it in 2023 too what are you talking about Lunge your boss that's why we love you, you. those are generational you, memes it really is you did something worse not only did you punch another employee another co-worker but right afterwards or right before I'm guessing right after you lunged at your CEO you didn't change at all, and you're, yeah, you are punching people in 2023. What are you talking about? Dude, I... I would fucking pay surveillance... I, I would pay so much money to see surveillance footage of CM Punk lunging at Tony Khan. Oh, dude, and I will pay all the money to see that in the to world. To see Tony Khan, like, fucking shrivel up in his chair, bro. <laughs> dude. Oh, God. It's got to be generational. It's seriously got to be some generational shit. But, um, you know, it is 2023, and you can't, you just can't be doing stuff like that. Can't be punching coworkers in the face unprovoked, man. Exactly. Exactly. Even though from the story we know... Fucking Jack Perry was just like, hey man, hey man, the whole time he was getting in his face, and he's... Golly. Well, yeah man, I don't know, I don't know, but, but, CM Punk, um... Yeah, that was, it was it, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that today because I, I was literally just just watching that collision promo. Um, and it, it kind of, it made me chuckle at the end where he goes, where he said the line, why would I change? I don't know. Why would you tell the fucking fans on Monday Night Raw you changed? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. changed much, man. I really don't think you did. Isn't it crazy that that was two weeks ago? feels like an eternity ago. Dude, it really does. It really does, bro. So, he talked about all that, um, and then he looked at, um, he looked at Adam Pierce and he said, I'm going to be honest. When I heard that this show was in Cleveland, the deal was already made up in my mind because I have wrongs I need to right. He grabbed. Uh, he talks about how Nick Aldis gave him a great offer on SmackDown, NXT. Shawn Michaels gave him a great offer to help shape the next uh, crop of talent for WWE. But nobody put a deal together like Adam Pierce. Uh, he then asked Adam Pierce for the contract. He signed it. Adam Pierce has been a kick-ass GM so far. By the way, I love, love what he's been doing with, uh, with, with Monday Night Raw. He's, he, he's, he's just been doing a great job. I like him a lot as as the general manager of Monday Night Raw. So, oh, definitely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he he's been doing great, man. But he signed with Monday Night Raw. Adam Pierce shakes his hand. He takes the contract and. 
He gets on the top rope, starts celebrating, and we just hear the song. Hey. Not called to personality. We hear burn it down. Oh, man. Here we fucking go. Um, even Michael Cole on commentary goes, uh-oh. <laughs> so, so, Seth and CM Punk have a stare down. And in this moment, I knew. Seth gives more of a fuck about WWE mm-hmm. than the elite gave about AEW. Oh, 100%. A thousand fucking percent. Bro. Because in this moment, I knew to myself, ah, we're getting a feud we want to see. <laughs> Man, isn't this that? something? Throwing fucking beef to the side for good television for the company you work for, man. Isn't that just beautiful? Seth tells CM Punk, you can say a lot of things, but do not, but don't you dare call WWE your home. All you did was slander me and everyone in the back and try to tear this place down. He says WWE is my home. And I will always defend WWE from people like you. This is what I needed, bro. We got the line. We got the fucking line. I love it. I love it. He says... Um, Seth tells him, uh, Seth, Seth tells him, uh, he says, see, we all know that this is your last chance in professional wrestling and hate you or love you. I want you on Monday night raw because eventually this is going to blow up in your face and you're going to, and you're going to self-destruct and we've seen it happen before. And the reason I want you I want you on Raw is because when that happens, I want to be the first one to slam that door in your face. And he says if it doesn't happen, then I will expose you myself. I will wrestle circles around you and I will expose you for the fraud that you are. Bro, Seth was fucking cooking. Bro. And dude, he had, Punk had the exact same look on his face that he did. Yes, yes. Oh, I loved it. Oh, I'm so excited for this, man. Dude, he then says, see, there's not a lot of things I can say about you for sure. But the one thing I can say with every fiber of my being is that I hate you. Dude, the way he delivered that line, I love, didn't drink. <sighs> Looking dramatic at all, didn't time it at all. Instantly just said, I hate you. I love that, man. Bro, I am going to wrestle circles around you and expose you for the fraud that you are. Bro, let this man cook, bro. Bro, Jesus. That shit is about to go insane. (sighs) I love Seth, bro. I love Seth. This shit is magical. 
Punk backs up. He grabs the mic. And he says, he says, you know, you know, Seth, you got one pass and you just used it to talk to me disrespectfully without me coming after you. But since we're here making things official for the night, Adam Pierce, let's make one thing official. I'm declaring for the 2024 Royal Rumble. And when I win, you better hope. I don't come for you. Oh, bro. Dude, I was totally, totally geeking out watching this promo segment. Oh, dude, it's beautiful. It's everything I wanted to see. And And all Seth did was crack a smile right after he said that. All he did was crack a smile. Bro, I love it. I fucking love it. And I see people complaining. Oh, AEW, WWE just blatantly copied the hangman line. Is that, mm-hmm. was that not kind of the point? Seth is pretty much the hangman in this feud. But instead of this being a nasty butterfly effect for the company, I think this is going to feed the company street. I think so. I think it's going to be the start of something even greater. I think this is about to go insane, man. Um, I love it. I love it. I love what they're doing here. Yes, it's a copy of what they did with Hangman. That's exactly what it should have been. That's exactly what I expected. He is defending WWE from from Chicago Phil, and I love it. And I hope, I hope it goes well, man. And I hope I can't wait to see this story, you know, evolve. Dude, that face to face after he wins the Rumble is gonna go nuts. Yes, they are about to feed all of Philadelphia, bro. I I promise oh, you. Yeah. City of brotherly love is right, bro. Oh my god. Yes, they I mean, might not be the the city of locker room love, but it's going to be the city of fucking brotherly love, all right? I yes. cannot wait. Yes, that is going to absolutely slap and Punk is going to win the rumble. And he's coming for Seth, bro. And <laughs> bro, if this is what they gave us now, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more they got in the chamber. And, dude, it's going to be fucking nuts. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be one of the best feuds um, of the entirety next year. Um, I guarantee it. I guarantee it. man, Especially with the Raw Before Mania being in Chicago, they got to hit that fucking uh, promo that punk hit in Chicago before All Out. Where he was fucking in the crowd and marking out for Chicago. That's, yeah. that's, that, you gotta hit that shit, bro. Oh, yeah. That's right. The We Are Chicago promo. Gotta hit the We Are Chicago promo type shit. He's got to. Yeah, and I, I, another thing, too. I completely hate people saying this is a blatant copy of the Hangman feud. No, it's not. Seth and fucking... Seth and... I mean, is there the parallel of... um? Is there the parallel of of Hangman being the AEW defender and Seth being the WWE defender? Yeah, but in terms of the feud of its entire, uh, uh, if you're looking at the feud um, in the whole package, Seth and CM Punk have a lot fucking more history um, that they're gonna play into, and as to where Hangman really only had beef with Bro because of Cole Cabana. I mean, that was pretty much where that stemmed from. But like, Seth. Beyond Seth defending WWE, bro, CM Punk takes a lot of the credit for the fucking shield 
being a thing. CM Punk fucking talked shit about Seth Rollins for years. What did he call mm -hmm. him and John Moxley bootlickers or something? I mean, mm -hmm. there's there's a lot more there. There's a lot more there, and it's gonna feed the streets. Um, um, yes, so many people off. He, <laughs> <laughs> yes, he has. <laughs> I love it, dude. It's a raging dickhead. I love it. It's just oh, what he is. I, 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 love, I love seeing CM Punk mad, bro. When he told Seth, you got one pass to talk to me disrespectfully without me coming for you, bro. Oh, dude. I cannot wait for Seth to come for that, man. Bro, keep talking to him disrespectfully, bro. <laughs> oh, dude. I'd be talking crazy to Phil. I really would. Punch me and get fired. See we asked for it in AEW, and, and I don't think a lot of people in that locker room exactly knew what they were in for. No. But, you know, now now we know what we're in for, so I'm cool with it. Let's fucking go. Exactly. Let's fucking go. Truly. That was an, that was an awesome face-off. That was a face-off for the fucking decade, bro. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. And if you it's thought that was sick... Just wait. Just wait. Oh, it's going to go so crazy after fucking, after the Royal Rumble, man. I cannot wait. Yeah. And I mean, if we're even looking further down the chamber, bro, just wait until that man goes face to face with fucking the chief, bro. The tribal chief, dude. That man is getting... That face that, that Punk that Phil was making, well, that's going to be his face 24-7 when he's in front of the tribal chief, man. Logan, I read that too fast, and I thought you said reports just came out that Seth, that Punk threw a punch. Okay. Oh, I mean, he's got one chance, bro, so I guess he uses one chance up on live television, man. So I guess CM Punk's oh, going to be... And another another thing, so I had just mentioned, I just mentioned how in that moment, there was another moment where I said that to myself too. As soon as Seth Rollins said, I hate you, I said to myself again, Seth Rollins gives more of a fuck about WWE than CM Punk, mm -hmm. or that the Elite gave about AEW in that instance, because, oh, because Seth... Seth has even said, like, in interviews before, like, I don't hate the man, I just don't know where his mind's at. So it obviously tells me that they are really deep diving into this story for the fans, and they really want to give us something special, and, you know, I mean, you know, he could have... I, I, like, I like that they, like they lean into that, because obviously we all know the truth. The truth is, you know, Seth doesn't hate punk but the fact that they're saying he does just for the sake of telling a good story and there is actual evidence even though he doesn't there is evidence to point that there is there is or was a lot of beef there dude they're willing to do this for the sake of the fans and for the sake of good television and that is what separates a professional from a wrestler Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, these guys in WWE 
Look at all these guys he's been face to face with. Fucking um, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is fucking friends with the Young Bucks. He's willing to be a professional. He's willing to be a professional at work. He's willing to fucking go to work and, and, and be professional about things. And you don't got to like everybody, but you guys fucking work at the same place and you got to fucking do work, bro. You, you got to do what's best. You got to make enjoyable product and, and you got to fucking, you got to feed your audience here, bro. I mean, we're not doing anything, you know, putting six months claws in for bullshit. Work with them, fucking make your money and move on. Exactly. Everybody move wins. On. But in that situation okay. with the elite, everybody lost. Not a single person won. Tony Khan didn't win. Fucking the elite didn't win. Maybe they think they win, but they maybe they or that maybe to this day they think that they won because oh we never got to work with them and we didn't want to do it. You didn't win. I guarantee you, years down the line, those guys, all three of them, are gonna say to themselves. The money we left on the table. Exactly. The money, the moments, the story, everything, the fan interest. Mm-hmm. Everything got left out. They will regret it all, man. I hope they do. I hope they already do. And that's one of the big reasons for me why All In has the biggest of black eyes. Because oh, the oh, show yeah. that we should have got compared to the show that we got, it's sad. Mm-hmm. That show sucked, and did it have good in-ring quality enough to probably earn a nomination for show of the year? Sure, but is it the show that we should have gotten? No, God, no. Great in-ring quality. We know you could. We know you got more than that. We know you do. You know you fucking do, so do it, man. And they couldn't. Look where he is now, doing what they should have did with him, with Seth, man. Come on. Yeah, you guys could have had this. You could have had the viewership. You could have had the merch money. You could have had the eyes, but you don't. It's no, it's no one's fault but Tony Khan and the Young Bucks. <sighs> Unbelievable. All ego is all yeah. in. Exactly. All ego wrestling. Unbelievable. What has happened? So, that was that. That was that promo. That absolutely lit shit on fire. Seth Rollins, um, or not Seth, um, CM Punk walked up to Drew McIntyre and Adam Pearce backstage as Adam Pearce was telling Drew McIntyre that he, uh, he had made um, a world championship match official for Drew on the day one edition of Raw. Hmm, look at that. Instead of making a pay-per-view, they just made it a big episode of Monday Night Raw. Who used to do big episodes of their weekly shows? Huh. Was Impact? I don't think so. I think it was just that know. Ego Fest we were talking about. Oh, yeah. All Ego Wrestling. That's who used to do it. I think so. I think they did, man. Worst part is, dude, they still do those themed episodes, but then they're just absolute nothing shows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're the most bland episode of AEW. Literally, literally, bro, in two days is winter is coming. One of the biggest dynamites out of the year is now, I I don't even know what's happening on it. I have no idea. Like, 
<laughs> makes no fucking sense, dog. So, um, Drew and CM Punk had a pretty cool face-off, and then Punk then uh, ran into Kofi Kingston, his buddy, yeah. his buddy. So this was a cool little wholesome interaction to see. He sees Kofi. He says, "He says, hey, Jamaican me crazy." And uh, Kofi says, no, no, man, I don't do that anymore. And then he sees, I think, I think it was Xavier or no, it was Chad Gable. He shook Chad Gable's hand and he said, dude, you're, you are fantastic. I'm a huge fan of your work. I swear he fucking looks at Zesty Rick and he goes, and I heard you suck at video games. (laughs) Everybody got a compliment. And then there was Ricochet fucking hilarious. I fucking loved it. Um, we hit the bald line and made an old enemy right there instantly. <sighs> Absolutely. Fucking hilarious, bro. Um, Nia Jax and Becky Lynch had a promo. Who gives a flying fuck about this feud? This is a skip. Um, Imperium faced DIY and a mystery partner. Uh, Champa hesitated. Um, but uh, Johnny understood because it's his hometown, even though it's Johnny's hometown too, but it's the Miz. It's the Miz. The Miz was DIY's partner against Imperium. He ended up scoring them the victory after giving a skull crushing finale to Giovanni Vinci. He then pressed Gunther after the match for an IC title shot. And Gunther told him, you're going to get your match, but if you lose, Oh, Gunther also went to say, you're such a pain in my ass, but he fucking cut himself off at you're such a pain in... So... He then tells him, I'm going to get your match, or he then tells him, you're going to get your match under one condition. You never get to challenge for this championship ever again as long as I'm the champ. Miz says, done. And that was that, so... I like it. like what they're doing here, man. Definitely, man. Definitely. So, you know. Um, and then in the main event, we got Shinsuke Nakamura versus Cody Rhodes. Looking barn burn right there, man. The most interesting part overall, man. I'm Dude, sure of it. This was such a fucking bore fest, bro. Um <laughs> He's talking about and the fucking the fucking show the sh- the show ended like shit, dude. I mean <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, bro, I mean, fucking Cody goes for the crossroads, Nakamura twirls out of it and fucking um, get, spits mist in his face and the ref calls the match off. Is Nakamura like the dumbest fuck on the planet or what? Because at least Asuka will sneak the mist. At least. Yeah. Like. She yeah, she fucking distracts distracts a ref, right? Somebody distracts the ref, hit the miss man, or she does a psych out mist and then she does it. At least she's fucking smart. He just does it. He just <sighs> just what? Really? Who is he? The fucking AEW war or the WWE Wardlow? Where he just purposely just gets disqualified from his matches just for the fuck of it, just looking like a blatant idiot. What are you doing here? Like, bro, what the fuck, man? I mean, 
so not only was this match uh, a boar fest, but fucking Nakamura spits missed. Cody, Cody, you know, was on the ground panting and panting and rolling around, and Nakamura just slowly walked around the ring like, dude, you look like a dumb fuck, bro. Like, why aren't you a killer? Like, why are you just an idiot that constantly fucking either doesn't want to face people because it needs to be on your time, even though you were the one getting championship matches, you don't want to face people, you want to do it on your time, even though they lay out, the champion lay out the challenge. Um, While they were injured, mind you. Literally, he knew about his back injury, targeted the back, and still lost. Um, Which I will say, where's it been the back injury mentions ever since that feud ended? Not existent, but classic WWE man. So, fucking, you got that. Now, this guy's fucking getting himself disqualified, spraying mist blatantly in the ref's face. I mean, he, don't get me wrong, backstage promo game, on point. Mm. Other than that, this guy's a complete fucking idiot. Fucking ooh, he's just doing dumb random shit just for the fuck of it, and it just makes him look stupid. Is he, is he quiet? This, yeah, this, this guy, dude, in NXT, this guy was a fucking killer. There was nothing you could. There was almost nothing you could do to this guy that would phase him, mentally and physically. Nothing. There was nothing you could do that would phase him. And here we are. And he looks like one of the... And that's the thing that sucks, too. They had got me engaged the past couple weeks with Nakamura's reason for going after Cody. Because it's a good reason. Nakamura is jealous that Cody got back on his road to redemption so quickly after the WrestleMania humiliation. It's a good grounds for a fucking story. But, dude, you do not help your case in the slightest, bro. You look like a blithering idiot out here man i mean you really do like what are you doing here man i don't don't understand none of this they just it's more of just why what is the point of this man i don't think there will ever be a point and that makes it 10 times worse yeah i i don't i i don't fucking get it man i don't fucking get it he sprays the mist in Cody's face, and the last five minutes, uh, maybe not, maybe not that, maybe like f- three to four minutes of Monday Night Raw, was Cody on the ground panting. Nakamura went to hit him with a chair, and then the fucking Creed brothers of all people come out. Like, huh? Aren't these guys? <laughs> aren't they? <laughs> Fuck! Aren't these guys in a feud with Judgment Day right now? Like, I mean, they got the maybe the Creed brothers Cody have the unspoken bond of American patriotism. Maybe that's why they came out to help Cody Rhodes. Maybe they just uh, America marks like Cody. Uh, I mean, maybe. I, 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 literally, they've never interacted with each other at all. Like, uh huh. And I don't even. I don't even think the fucking Creed Brothers rep America like that. 
I, you never know. I mean, wh- huh? Like, wh- huh? They're trying. They're really trying to hit the brownie points, man. I respect it. Yo, I who should we help? Oh, Cody needs help. Let's get. Let's get him. Might get us more TV time. Bro, I, I don't, I. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't fucking get it. I, I, I don't get it, man. I really don't get it. Uh, yeah, the, the, the creeds, the creeds come out to save Cody and Nakamura just walks away with his dick in his hand like a fucking idiot. Um, and, <laughs> and that's it. I mean, that was it. I mean, he, Nakamura yet again, congratulations, Nak. You look like a fucking idiot yet again. And it just was such an awkward and weird ending to Monday Night Raw. I don't know. I was not rocking with this ending at all. It completely fucking just completely was just a fucking buzzkill, man. I mean, it really was. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I was not a fan. But that's how Monday Night Raw ended. And good God, do I never want to see these two in a fucking ring with each other ever again. No, exactly. I really don't want to this company and putting this man, Cody, with people. And feuds with people that are just make no fucking sense and like it's just stupidity all around. Yeah. Like dude, put Cody in there with like you know, somebody you know Finn or something. Finn, uh Bronson Reed, I'm sure can use that spotlight. Um I'm sure that would be really cool for him. Um fucking somebody, bro. Somebody, somebody that's fucking Somebody that's in, in that that would be intriguing to see Cody in the ring with, man. I mean, good god, fucking Lee, bro. Um, Literally, dude. I I don't know, man, but that is everything we got. That is everything we got here today for this edition of Notorious Unscripted, man. That was everything from Raw, SmackDown, and. AEW Dynamite for the week, man. And with that, that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Seals Podcast, man. This has been another great edition of Notorious Unscripted. This has been episode 173, man. And it has been always, always, always a pleasure for my Johnny Mayhem. And um, Sir K. And that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Seals Podcast. Another great edition of Notorious Unscripted. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys. We love you guys so very much. Please like, comment, and subscribe. And we will see you guys on Friday with the news. Peace. I used to get seals on the bitch. Now I throw shields on the dick to stop it from the HIV shit. And niggas know they soft like the pussy fillers. Playing the villain. Prepare for the trap killers. Biggie Smalls is the illest. The style is played out. Like Arnold and the pussy talking about Willis. The thrill is gone. The black, white, white is here to excite. To throw fits to dice. Bitches are like them brainless. Guns are like them stainless steel. I want the fucking fortune like the wheel. I squeeze gaps till my clips is empty. Don't tempt me. Niggas don't want the fun right yeah, now. Damn if this ain't some shit. Time to spread the beverage over harmony grip. It's the real killer death trap. Yes, I'm a jet black ninja. Coming where you at that surrender. Step inside the ring, use the number one contender.